When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating transphobia and we're starting right now with Jangle's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Jangle's. The floor is all yours. All right, so y'all, I promise it does not escape my awareness that two cis dudes are having a debate about what constitutes bigotry against trans people. So uh, let's uh, shorten things up. I want to go ahead and end the debate now. My definition of transphobia is the belief that trans women is... This is the definition. Uh, the belief that trans women are not women and trans women are, or trans men are not men and a denial of non-binary identities. Done. No hasty generalization fallacies. I've simply defined myself into being correct. And if you disagree, I'm sorry that I'm using a definition that's different from yours. See, for us, the semantics are the point. We're just having a debate, a spectacle to fuel our own egos that at the end of the day won't really matter to us. Meanwhile, more legislation targeting trans people has been introduced and passed in 2021 than in the past 10 years combined. Excuse me, the trans panic defense has only been banned in 12 states as of April 2nd this year. Trans adults and youth who are not supported in their identities face much worse mental and physical health outcomes. And it seems that the vast uh, preponderance of evidence supporting social and medical transitioning has not persuaded some people to their legitimacy due to having different definitions. Transphobia is harming trans people as we speak. So let's talk definitions and fallacies and pretend that the root of opposition to the equal rights of trans people doesn't lie squarely in the negative position in this debate tonight. And I'll just go ahead and end right there. Thank you very much, Jingles, for that opening statement. We are going to kick it over to T-Jump for his opening statement as well. Want to let you know, if it's your first time here, folks, at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics and we want to let you know we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from so with that tom jump the floor is all yours all right so the definition of transphobia is dislike or prejudice against transsexual or transgender people there's absolutely nothing about the definition of woman anywhere in there it's just something he just kind of made up so yes we are using a different definition and that's fine the problem is, is when someone else says that their definition is right and you have to use their definition or you're evil there's someone else who does that. It's called religious people. This is why the woke ideology is called religion. If you disagree, you're evil. That's a fallacy. Um, so simply just defining yourself as right and defining anyone who disagrees with you as wrong is what cults and religions do. That is clearly a false ideology. And what you need to do is acknowledge that, yeah, people can still disagree and not be prejudiced in any way. They just 
think there's a different, more appropriate definition of a word, or they think disagree on a fact. And neither of those involve prejudice. Like if a trans person said one plus one equals three, and I said, no, it doesn't, it equals two, that's not transphobic. I just think they're wrong about math. Uh, the same thing applies to the word woman. If someone thinks the word woman applies to a psychological state and someone else disagrees and thinks it applies to a biological state and they disagree, that's not transphobic. They just disagree about what the correct definition is. And simply defining the person who disagrees with you as being transphobic is a terrible, dumb argument that religious people do and just say, well, you just want to sin because, well, evolution leads you to the devil. That's all it is. So the woke answer here of just defining anyone who disagrees with them as being transphobic is just as bad as any religious ideology uh, and not allowing for any kind of criticism or disagreement, which is dumb, like literally dumb. I think one of the biggest problems with the woke ideology is that they don't differentiate between criticism and hate. They just label anybody who disagrees as hateful. And that's bad. That's one of the worst things you can do as an ideology. One of the things that shows your ideology is shallow and can't take criticism is if you just define anyone who disagrees as bad. Um, so calling anyone racist, transphobic, sexist, misogynist as just defining anyone who disagrees with you is clearly a dumb ideology. Now, I'm not against the motivations of the woke community. I think being accepting of everyone is a great thing, but I am against the stupid arguments that a large amount of the woke community uses, uh, which are the same as the stupid arguments Christians use. Some common examples are, well, uh, whatever that thing we're talking about is, well, it was created by bad people, therefore it's wrong. Well, that's a genetic fallacy. We know for a fact that doesn't ever work as an argument. Or it empowers bad people, it empowers bigots. That's an appeal to consequence fallacy. That doesn't mean whatever we're talking about isn't true or correct also doesn't work. Most people who use it are bad people or bigots. Again, appeal to guilt by association fallacy does not show it's wrong. Uh, it harms trans people. Appeal to consequence fallacy. That doesn't make whatever we're talking about false or wrong. Uh, calling someone racist, sexist, or transphobic because one interpretation of an argument can be considered racist or one group of people uses it in a racist way without considering other non-racist interpretations is a hasty generalization fallacy. And we know that's wrong. Uh, it's really important to the person that you call them that label and don't call them your definition. Uh, well, that's an appeal to emotion fallacy. Does that make it false? No. So that also doesn't work. All these examples are common woke arguments that are just as dumb and fallacious as Christian arguments that have a Christian counterpart using the same fallacy. Oh, that's from the devil. That leads people away from Jesus. Most people believe in evolution, hate God. You are harming Christians, a war on Christianity. You just want to sin. Stop attacking my important beliefs. These are literally Christian arguments that we know are fallacious and garbage arguments. Um, so we can obviously see how stupid these arguments are when applied to Christianity, but the woke community can't see how the exact same arguments are just as dumb when applied to their own ideology, and this is a problem. The biggest fallacy in the woke community is that they can't differentiate factual disagreement and hate. Uh, if there is a justifiable reason to think that woman is better defined as a biological woman rather than a, a psychological state, it's perfectly reasonable to use that definition and to disagree or to not accept the definition other people choose to use. There's nothing prejudiced about it. I just think that they're wrong. I think that the word woman, since the Latin origin of the word female is literally the meaning of the word woman, it's perfectly reasonable since this is the way the word has been used for the most of history, uh, that people could interpret the word woman to mean biologically female. That's perfectly rational. The fact that you want to come along and make up your own definition and say everyone has to use it or you're evil is just dumb. It's just as dumb as Christians, like imposing their ideology on everyone else. It doesn't make any sense. So my question for Jengles is how 
can people uh, interpret the word woman to mean biological woman? And is that a reasonable interpretation given the history of the word in different cultures? Is that something that people can do rationally? And two, how can people disagree with you about facts or definitions without being transphobic? We are going to jump into open conversation. Want to let you know, though, folks, we are absolutely thrilled for many juicy upcoming debates. In particular, this one on the bottom right of your screen is happening this Saturday. In particular, Matt Delahunty versus Christian scholar and apologist Dr. Kenny Rhodes on whether or not there is good evidence for God. It is going to be a blast, folks. So if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you don't miss out on that epic debate this Saturday. And with that, gentlemen, thanks so much. The floor is all yours for open discussion. You are muted. It's not a Zoom call unless that happens, right? So I think the answer to both your questions is that, yeah, there are instances where you can uh, interpret the definition of woman purely in the biological sense. And what you mean by biological is like, uh, like I'm assuming chromosomes are gametes. That's usually what we mean, not secondary sex characteristics, which are also biological. You're really quiet, by the way. Is he really quiet for you, James? A little bit better? That's better. There we go. Okay, cool. So the answer to both of those is, yeah, you can find individual instances in which you can do that in a way that is not hateful. But what uh, this discussion is, is not just about can you do this? Is it possible to do this? All right. There are always going to be individual instances in which, yeah, you can do a thing without it being the thing that it usually is. But it is. How about this? Can we at least agree on this? The impetus, the core motivation to specifically anti-trans bigotry, the core of that is the belief that trans people are not who they say they are. Would we at uh, least agree on that? Not, I don't think so. I think it's more that people see them as delusional, and that's more the core of the bigotry. Well, it, well that's, the, that's the follow-up. You have to start there. If trans women are not women, and they say they are women then they must be either delusional or either du- or duplicitous, all right? And if you look at the history of transphobia, that is what the root is. P- uh, trans people in media have always been, has very often been categorized as duplicitous. They're lying. Uh, that's where the trans panic defense comes from. Or that they're delusional, which is where we get a lot of like the, the medicalization uh, and not like medical care of a medicalization like psychiatric uh, medicalization of trans people. The root of that is the core belief that they are not who they say they are. Well, I'd say the root of the bigotry is the delusion itself. I think that I, I don't think that anyone or well, maybe can you, some, can you believe that trans people are delusional without also believing that they are not what they say they are? Uh, sort of like you, you could say, like, if you understand what they mean by the word, they don't actually think they're saying that we have X, Y chromosomes or XX chromosomes and those gametes. They're not making the claim that they have those biological traits. They use a different definition of woman having to do with psychological states, gender roles, and those kinds of things. Most people, I would say, understand that they're using a different definition. They just think the use of that definition is incorrect. There's also a group of people who are very transphobic, who also think they're delusional, who think they actually mean they're biological women. But I think that's the minority. I'm asking you if the second group, all right, we're gonna, I'm being incredibly charitable and in saying that the first group are not. First of all, right. there's a hasty generalization fallacy to say that if someone is, tra- if we say someone is transphobic, then, right, so nobody's perfect. Everybody has biases. Um, <clears throat> and, but would this second group exist without that core tenet, that core belief that trans women are not women? Uh, maybe. I mean, I can imagine lots of reasons why they could think that still. Can you name one of those reasons? I'm not, and I'm not doing the thing where uh, I'm not saying that that is. Uh, 
that would apply to everyone, all right? I'm saying with the second group, the one that we both agree are hateful, transphobic bigots, would they exist in that ideology? Would they have that impetus towards transphobia without that belief that in this case, trans women are women? Because let's let's be honest, trans men are a thing that they, we always forget about, but so most well, transphobic. Mean, like, yeah. So the, the same people who are transphobic also hate people who do drag for the same reasons. It's even though they don't identify as a different uh, sex or gender. So the same bias would exist even without the label of being identified as a woman. Okay, that bias is against gender nonconformity, which is different than being trans. So if someone is transphobic, their specific their hatred is of trans people in particular, not just gender nonconformity, because that's where you get to like turfs. Turfs don't mind say they don't mind gender nonconformity, uh, but they hold to that definition that trans people are men in dresses or something like that. That they are not who they say they are. Can you be transphobic without the belief that trans women are not women? Uh, well, I think of it from the perspective of like the more Republican side who just hate any men who dress up as women or even identify as women because it's like God's de- ordained thing that you're supposed okay, to Okay, but be. again, that's gender nonconformity. So I identify those as the same thing. Like when I'm talking about transgenderism, that's normally what I think of as that larger group of people. Okay, like well, if, I can educate if we're you just, here. If we're just talking about just like turfs uh trans exclusionary radical feminist or whatever then maybe yeah sure i think no okay so hold right. on. okay so let's okay we'll, we'll come back to that one gender nonconformity is not the same thing as being trans all right uh, people conflate yeah. them all the time they are different all right you can be a cisgender man and then uh, and wear nail polish that would be an act of gender nonconformity okay right. I, I totally want to grant that i'm saying here the people who are bigots against trans people are usually also bigots against uh gender nonconformists for the same reason so i think the core of their bigotry is in the same place usually but not necessarily all right yeah, because that, again that's what we get into turfs like yeah. uh if we if you look across the pond that is turf island and the turfs the trans exclusionary radical feminists will typically say something like if you are a man and you and you think you're a woman and you like wearing dresses well just do that it's fine you can be a man in a dress but you're not a woman because my definition of woman is someone who was born uh, with X, X chromosomes. And because of this belief, and this is where this is not incidental, at the end of the day, we're going to we're going to go to bed or watch our Netflix and everything's going to be fine. But this, that belief, the core of that belief is the impetus. It's not incidental, this belief. That is the impetus behind opposing things like the Equality Act in the United States. It's the impetus behind like uh, opposing self-ID laws. In, uh, well, in that, that part, I think I disagree with. So I think that the majority of people in the United States have the more classical Christian just gender nonconforming, equal bigotry towards them as trans people. I think that in the case of TERFs, I think you're probably right. I don't really know much about TERFs. So, but in that case, I think you're probably right that the fundamental prejudice they have against trans people is that they're not what they identify as. But I think in America, the fundamental bigotry has more to do with usually religious bigotry about okay okay i'm not asking where the motivation to have the belief comes from all right you can believe trans women are not women because your god says so or because it's it's just biology or any a number of re, uh, ways to get there so you're pointing to the way to get there i'm saying that that belief is core it's like transphobia does not exist without that core belief and again i'm this is not saying that core belief if you have that you are automatically an evil person who wants all trans people to die okay I'm trying to oh, be right, right. That, but that's being very, what i'm very charitable here but well, I'm, that's but, what sorry just to interrupt for a minute the core belief thing is the part i'm trying to answer here i think the core belief of the prejudice in the like u.s isn't a core belief that trans women aren't what they say they are i think it, the core reason that they are bigoted against trans people has more to do with that uh, more collective 
thing of gender nonconformity and not adhering to the to stereotypical gender roles in Christianity. Okay, so what you're saying is here. No, yeah, but, but what, no, it's not. What you're saying is trans uh, Christians. It's mostly Christianity believe that trans women are not women because God has assigned gender roles. Right. Yeah. That the core belief is still the same. Again, you're attributing the mo- we're, you're talking about the motivation of that belief. All right. So I, we can have a fruitful conversation as long as so I'm not again. I'm, be, I'm trying to be very charitable in saying that if you believe, if you have a definition that says that trans women are not women, that doesn't mean you want trans people to die. All right. That doesn't mean you hate them. All right. It just means that that belief is the cause of transphobia. Transphobia does not exist without that belief. And this is specific to transphobia. We're not talking about gender nonconformity. Okay. Sure, and sure. That, so I can definitely that, grant and, that for, for the sake of the argument. I'm happy to grant that. Okay, cool. That, that took some pulling teeth to get there, but uh, we, we got there. So, <clears throat> but right. like as you said in the beginning there are people who can still say trans women are not women for like a justifiable reason because they just disagree with the definition right okay but if we want to play that definition game all right i can just say uh, so i think you're a transphobe that doesn't mean i think you're evil i think all of us have biases would you like be a, a apt for that well no so i would say that like if you define transphobia as a bias or prejudice of some kind simply disagreeing about a definition would not imply any bias or prejudice it's just that's how you just learned english so that, i like if you said one plus one equals three. And I said, no, that wouldn't be a bias or a prejudice. I just disagree about the fact. So there seems to be the, this really simplistic understanding of like bigotry and prejudice that says that you must have a motivation that means that you want to lessen or discriminate against a group of people. But this is, really isn't the case. If we look at the entire history of like civil rights movement, the various civil rights movements we've had in the United States, the side that was against the civil rights movement never really thought of themselves as hateful. They were just stating facts like, like, the phrase separate but equal is a big red flag for a reason, all right? You can say that two groups of people are equal, but they're separate categories. The issues are when this gets into like legal categorizations, well, if one category tries to associate with the other, oh, that must be a bad thing. I think most of us would agree that the like Jim Crow laws were racist. Uh, even though they were equal, the fact that they had to be get separate, uh, separate, which just so happened to disadvantage black people way more than white people, we wouldn't buy this definition that, oh, no, 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 they're totally equal, which, you know, they just got to be separated. We wouldn't buy that as not racist, right? Yeah, sure. The Jim Crow laws were definitely racist, but it is possible to just disagree about a fact and not be bigoted, right? Okay, the fact that it is possible does not mean it is like the, like, determining factor on whether or not something is or is not transphobic and this also brings uh what do you mean could you clarify that so like if there's a group say group a of a label like uh, trans women are not women and some of that group just disagree about the definition and some of that group are bigoted and transphobic then you can't say the the whole collection of the thing is transphobic because that would be a hasty generalization there's a part of the group which is and there's a part of the group which isn't do you think that uh bigotry is a binary uh, let's put, okay, this is like getting into my like this simplistic understanding of bigotry. Well, no, uh, I mean, think like, that, it's biology. All biology is a spectrum. I know. Cool. Uh, awesome. So, do you think? So, do you think that you can? There's a there's a spectrum of bigotry. At one end, it's just well, no, I want tra- uh, trans people to have all the rights they want. I might even like be open to having sex with a, a trans person, but I don't think that trans women are really women. I don't think trans men are really men. All right, that could be like on one end of the spectrum, and then on the other end are the things that we rightfully cannot say on YouTube. Okay, so. I, but still, it, that that transphobia spectrum is there. How about that? Sure, from like zero to a hundred. I maybe. <laughs> well, so so like if I 
Like if I think of someone who just was brought up being taught the word woman as referring to biological female, learned the Latin uh, etymology of the word, which literally is synonymous with female the and woman. And so they just came to the conclusion that woman means female. And then someone else comes along and says, well, no, woman is a psychological state. They just, I, I feel they, they can have zero bias and zero prejudice. And just because of their previous knowledge of the definition of the word, they could just disagree. You can't, okay, so on zero bias. Based on their previous knowledge, these things yeah. are mutually exclusive. Zero bias regards to trans people. Like they have no prejudice against trans people. Like obviously they have bias against previous facts, but they have no bias in regards to trans people. So they wouldn't be transphobic at all. But they you obviously, but, yeah. okay. But again, you're uh, this is like that's this is the simplistic understanding of bigotry. Bigotry is not the inten- is not necessarily only the intentional malicious hatred of another person, the intentional malicious discrimination, or the thought that they are lesser than you. All right. That is the problem that we're running into in the biggest conversations in our society right now, right? There is a lot of cultural inertia that informs like bigotry uh, in the modern world, all right? It's these presuppositions that we don't really question. That is where bigotry comes from. It doesn't have to be this abject hatred for another uh, person. Like every single, again, every single civil rights group in history, like if you go back 20 years ago uh, and say that, okay, and look at people like, what are your views on gay people? Oh, I don't hate gay people. I I think people should be able to do what they want. But, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman, right? It's not homophobic. I don't hate gay people just because I want to protect the institution of marriage. Like that was the argument there. And that was homophobic. Wanting to deny the right of gay people to marry is homophobic. I'm not going to put them on the same level as uh, someone who wants to see us all lynched but the fact that that there was that bigotry there uh, again this is baked into the culture like bigotry is a lot of times like just unquestioned assumptions that's where bigotry comes from there's not the need for uh, malicious intent there malicious intent can certainly be a part of it but it's not a requirement it's not determinant of bigotry where is the bigotry in that we make up words to describe things and they made up words to describe things that you just disagree with? Uh, because uh, where is the bigotry in that? Okay, can you think what, – what, actually, what is an instance of bigotry that it wouldn't just involve making up words, using words to describe things? Like, in a way – what's a, what's a definition does. of bigotry that you couldn't just define yourself out of? Uh, I'm not sure I'm following, so like oh. – uh, sorry, let me rephrase that then. No, that's my fault. All right. What is your definition of bigotry? And let's see if I can just define my way out. All right. Um, bigotry. Google the definition. I don't. Nothing I don't wrong know. with that. Um, obstinate or unreasonable attachment to a belief, opinion, or faction, in particular prejudice against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. Oh, okay. So, James, do not let people clip this. I'm using a rhetorical device, okay? No, 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 no. I hate purple people. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> just just in case. <clears throat> I hate purple people. And based on that definition, it's not unreasonable. Purple people are worse than everyone else. It's not bigotry. It's just it's just a fact that purple people are dumber. All right. It's not like I said, it's not unreasonable. No, that Look. would be unreasonable unless you had like evidence. So it would be an unreasonable belief in the context of the religious theistic debate is one that is like a delusion, a belief that is persistent in the face of contrary evidence. So in the case of like the definition of woman, it's not unreasonable, as you mentioned at the beginning, to define woman as biological uh, female because that's a standard thing in most cultures across the world. So that's now, not hold on, hold on. It's not unre- it's not unreasonable in every single context imaginable. So for example, sure. I'm absolutely fine with using the definition of sex that says, you know, uh, you know, gametes in certain contexts. Like if you are going to, if you're talking about reproductive biology, biology. Right, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying like I wasn't making an, an all-inclusive claim here that it's always right to just call 
trans women, not women. Because like just going up to a trans person and say, you're not a real woman, obviously that would be transphobic. But there are definitely cases where it is very reasonable to adopt this definition. Not always, but there are cases. And because there are cases where it is reasonable to adopt this definition, like past history, where you were brought up, how the word is used in your society, how the word is used in your country, then it's not bigotry because it's not an unreasonable attachment to a belief. It's just the definition of the word as you were brought up. Now, if it was unreasonable, like if you just made up a new definition of black or something that says black people aren't human, they're, they're less than human because I'm going to make up this definition that has no basis in reality. It has no like prior usage, has no history. Just, I'm just going to make it up. That would be an unreasonable position. To so hold you, actually you, brought up a, you actually brought up a really, really great point. And I'm not sure if you, uh, you understood it, like based like what your our determination of what is reasonable, what is reality, in fact, is based on the culture you grew up in. So you just fight it. Well, based on so I grew up with this definition. Uh, my entire society adopts this definition. Uh, you know, this is just what this is just how we define reality. All right, reality has always been known to me as this. I'm not bigoted if I think that black people are just more suited to be slaves because I live in 1824. Okay, so that definition excuses. It says that I don't hate the i don't hate uh, black people all right they're just based on my recollection based on the things that i grew up in this is just where they ought to be all right well, it's obstinate and, and persistent is- so if you present contrary data like say well actually no here's all the scientific data that shows they're essentially equal in all respects and then they maintain that belief then it would be bigotry if they had the belief first and then we're presented with this data and immediately like, oh, I guess you're right. Then they wouldn't have had bigotry. They wouldn't have been bigoted before and they wouldn't be bigoted now because they don't have an obstinate or unreasonable attachment to the belief. They just happen to have it because of history. And when you present contrary data, they change it. They're perfectly fine. So, okay, so there's two there's two problems uh, with that. All right. Uh, and I want to bring them up uh, and stop me if you want to answer one before I bring up the other. Okay. The first one there is people are often motivated to hold on to their current like status quo. Uh, this is not... They want their status quo. Status quo is where you find comfort. All right. This is, and I think this is kind of reasonable. All right. We want to maintain homeostasis in our body. And the more comfort, the more familiarity we, we have with a certain scenario, all right, the better and safer that we feel. All right. But so people are going to be motivated to reject evidence. And there, there is, there are countless studies. This is, I'm, I'm confident saying this is empirical fact. People are motivated to reject evidence uh, that challenges the status quo far, far more than they are willing to, uh, uh, reject evidence that confirms a previous uh, like bias. Okay, so that's yeah, that's the first. I, I agree, but why is that a problem? Like, so it's that a, would like like for example, if I present you evidence that essentially proves you false and it's very good evidence, and then you reject it, then you'd be bigoted. Same with a religious person. If I present you evidence that people don't rise from the dead and you still believe it, you're delusional. But that doesn't. That's not a problem. That's that's just how you identify if someone's bigoted or biased. Is that if they don't change their mind when presented with very good evidence, then that's when you can identify that they're bigoted. Okay. Well, let's get jumps in the second one. Trans people are who they say they are. All right. They are not lying about their identities. So why do we get to decide? Uh, why does intent? We are placing a lot of emphasis on intent. When it comes to bigotry, bigotry must be intended, but that's really not how bigotry manifests itself in, in the real world. Bigotry is often a result of careless or ignorant action, right? It is not, intent is not, again, it's not the determinant factor. Bigotry can be a result. It can be a thing that happens to other people. And I don't think that, tra- I, I think, I'm quite confident that the vast majority of trans people would say that saying that trans women are not women is itself transphobic. Why ought our definitions as cis people be more true than their definitions? Why ought we decide what is good and bad or harmful for a marginalized group of people like this? 
We shouldn't. They can define themselves however they want to define themselves, and their definition, because definitions are arbitrary, is just as legitimate. But what they can't do is then tell everyone else they have to accept their new definition. If they want to make a new definition, that's fine. Their definition is just as legitimate, but they can't force everyone else to change their definitions. Okay, the definition here is transphobia. What? If you so, so I was talking about woman here. So in the case of a woman, they can make up their own definition of woman and say woman is a psychological state and therefore I am a woman. And that's perfectly consistent. That is perfectly logical. But what they can't do is then force everyone else to adopt their definition of woman. And if they don't, then say that they're evil. That's that's religion levels of crazy. Stop, okay, stop. Well, once stop jumping to, well, if you don't do this, you're evil. All right. How is that different? Because how is saying that someone is a transphobe and saying that they're evil different? Are those two the same to you? Yeah, like my last debate with, uh, um, forgot her name now. Um, she said that calling someone a transphobe is like calling someone an asshole or something. So, so yes, in most of the conversations I've had, it's usually a derogatory term saying you're a bad person in some sense. Oh, cool. Hey, man, you might, you might be really interested in like critical race theory and Robin D'Angelo because they try to like remove the stigma of racism and bigotry, you know, so we can like talk about them and their effects without people getting all defensive about them. Maybe you'd be interested in that. So that, that no. aspect of critical race theory, yes, and all the other aspects that are very bad, not so much. Okay, cool. Um, uh, sorry, James. By law, all right, if we didn't mention critical race theory in a debate, your channel would be shut down. I just <laughs> saved you, okay? Uh, <clears throat> so... I think most people, and you know what? I'm not even going to do that. I think most people, I believe that most, the vast, 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 vast majority of bigotry is due to biases, is due to like ignorance, is due to like this uh, motivated reasoning to maintain a comfort level within the status quo. It is not, I don't believe in like, you know, someone is just inherently evil and therefore they don't already think like I do. And I, I, I kind of reject that. And because of that, I want, I don't, I view people as like complex individuals. You are not diagnosed by uh, like your, this negative trait about you. Everyone has negative traits. I think that's fair to say. One of your negative traits might be this bias, this bigotry against a group of people that you are not familiar with. All right. Now, on one hand, we can say that that person is evil and ought to change their behavior. And, uh, and those are two separate things. They might not be evil. They could be, but they're not evil based on that alone. But I think that they ought to change their behavior because we are putting a lot, again, we're putting way too much impetus and importance on the intentions of someone. All right. When we talk about like effects in society, when we talk about racism, why do like why should let's see let's talk about like anti-black racism for, uh, for example? It's analogous to this. Why should white people get to define what is anti-black racism? Right? It kind of seems like like maybe a black person's definition of that of anti-black racism ought to take more precedence. How about that? Should a black person be uh, or black people as a whole have more of a say in what constitutes anti-black racism than white people as a whole? I know that's generalization, but when we talk about like groups, we have to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the definition of like an action should be defined by a group of people. I think they should have some kind of an objective measure of the, the definition. So, one why when we talk about like uh, bigotry in general, we're often concerned with the effects that bigotry has on other people, right? And it is generally accepted in the literature. Wait, uh, do you disagree I, with that? I don't know. Like, I, I just take the definition like bigotry can have no effect on people it's still bigotry i don't define bigotry based off its effects okay the reason that we're having this debate and the reason it's important in the first place is that bigotry has a material effect on people's lives sure but cool that's the reason there's there's lots of bigotry that doesn't too like bigotry isn't just okay cool there's lots of okay there's lots of bigotry that does all right and and i would argue that my statement that bigotry often does have material effects on people is the reason we're having this debate because it's seen as important by people for that reason. 
right? So the, the oh, bigotry doesn't always harm people. Cool. Mine's my, but we're talking about it because it often does. I'm not so, quite understanding the point here. Like we talk about ontological arguments on here. The fact that we're having a debate doesn't isn't relevant. But I don't the, understand your point here. Okay, so the point there to sum it up there is the reason we're talking about bigotry is because it can harm other people. Now, when we talk about, it, you're going to hate this, all right? But just work within my definitions, all right? Adopt my framework here. And when we talk about privileged people versus marginalized people, all right? Privileged people often are willfully or just through circumstances blind to the uh, bigotry of others. They are, it's like a, a fish is not aware that it's wet. Uh, wet. You've, uh, you enjoy a lot of assumptions that uh, benefit in your favor. You will enjoy a default status in most settings. You uh, enjoy just this, this lack of differentiation from your own identity that makes you blind to other people. Right. And so when we say like, uh, and so a lot of like, privileged people are not in a great position to decide what constitutes bigotry against a marginalized group of people simply because not that they're evil, not that they're malicious, simply because they lack a knowledge of firsthand experience. All right. I'm not saying that every single black person is going to be a better source of uh, what is and is not anti-black bigotry than every single white person. But as a general rule, it's usually better for a marginalized group uh, of people to decide what is uh, bigotry against them than a privileged group of people. And when I always want to say marginalized versus privileged, I'm not talking about like numerical status. Okay. Well, I mean, I would definitely disagree. I would say that if we're trying to define some kind of a term that has a negative or positive impact on one group, neither the group or the one causing it are the ones to define it. You're going to need some kind of independent non-partial source to give a definition here. So I definitely wouldn't think that the What's your non-partial who- independent source of harm? Science. Science. Can you prove scientifically that calling that going up to a black person or going up going up to a trans person? Let's stop using black people as an analogy. Going up to a trans person, screaming the Tesla at them. Can you prove scientifically that that has caused them harm? Yes. How? Psychological studies, neurological studies. We can measure their emotions, measure their dopamine, serotonin levels to see if they're depressed. We, yeah, we can definitely measure that. Cool. We can. Is that how we usually do that stuff, though? No, we can usually just make generalizations that if you're yelling at someone in their face and calling them things that make them feel bad, that we can infer that, yeah, they probably feel bad. Okay. So why is that, uh, as a rule in society, why is that bad? Why is what, why is what bad? Why is it generally a a good rule in society to not do that, to not call people slurs? Right. So just the fact that there are probably plenty of individual instances where that wouldn't cause any harm. Do you think that, well, yeah, you can definitely point to, you can't say that every single person who's had the T-slur shouted at them has been harmed. Is it a hasty generalization fallacy to say that that's probably transphobic? No, I, I agree. I say that's transphobic. Like literally screaming in someone's face a slur at them is definitely transphobic or racist for sure. Okay, what if they were just like practicing a new word that they heard? Uh, that would not be transphobic or racist, no. Okay, what if they if saw it was like, like a little kid who just heard it and like said it to somebody like, you no, know, you couldn't blame the kid. What if it was an adult gay man, like uh, an adult gay man who uses the term as a term of endearment, and so they see a trans person and they scream the T-slur at them? Is that transphobic? Uh, I doubt he would be transphobic, no. No, but uh, our hypothetical person here, this gay person uses the term endearingly, all right? So like he means Uh, it as a compliment. He means it as a compliment. So he goes up, he meets a new trans woman that he does not know, and he calls her the T-slur. 
So no, that I say, no, I'd say that's not transphobic. I mean, she was meaning it as a compliment. And then she would have to correct him and say, no, he, that's actually bad. And it would okay, only be so, transphobic or bigotry if he continued to do it after that. So he gets to decide what is and is not transphobic. But the trans woman who has heard that word all her life to demean her says no is incorrect in her assessment that's being shouted at and called the T-slur, screamed at it by a stranger. She is incorrect in her assessment that that was actually a transphobic event. Yeah, because I think the bigger disagreement here is that I don't think bigotry is about social norms. I think it's about intention. I think intention matters for bigotry and prejudice. And since but we just agreed that, but we just agreed that intention that is not a good core component of bigotry. Bigotry. No, I don't agree with that ignorance. at all. I don't agree with that at all. Do you I agree with the bigot- state? Okay. Do you agree that bigotry is often based in ignorance? Uh, I don't know. All right. So you don't know? I don't know. I, I don't have a position. Maybe. Maybe. So, so normally when I think of bigotry, like it's a belief to have a belief, you need to be a human. So non-humans with non-beliefs and non-intentionality can't be bigoted. Like if you don't, so it's like a crime. You, if you don't intend to do the crime, you didn't really kill anybody. It's not first degree murder if you didn't intend to do it. Um, so intention matters a lot to these things. I don't think something can be bigoted if you didn't mean it to be bigoted. Okay. Do you think that uh, people who like, I want to say the words, white, straight, cis men. Do you think that a lot of white, straight, cis men intentionally go out of their way to learn a lot about other like identities? Like, so for no. example, both of us most agree people, that the, most people won't do that. Yeah, most people won't do that. I, I definitely agree with that. So would you agree with me that the vast preponderance of evidence uh, says that uh, transitioning has very, very like measurable psychological and health benefits for trans people? Would you agree with that? Uh, I'll give that a 50-50 because I've like in the past study, the past debate James did, there was a lot of good evidence that the opposite can happen too. Okay. The opposite can happen too, but my statement was the vast preponderance of evidence. And just well, it was not. like so. So the argument was was that uh, 98, 90 something percent of kids who want to transition but don't get it grow out of it, and uh, I forget most of the people who get the transition keep it. But okay, because, well, so, okay, we cannot talk wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> no, we cannot just, talk just, about. Just to finish the argument for a second. So, <laughs> okay. but because trans people are psychologically more hurt in society they don't fit in as well they're less happy in general the people who didn't get it done actually were more happy in general so technically there are arguments that it does have a negative side effect okay so we have two people all right we have two uh gregs in our society both 30 year old white men all right greg over here thinks that uh trans women are gross that they are duplicitous, that they are liars. He hates them. And he is going to vote against the uh, uh, this pro-trans bill in his state. Greg number two doesn't really know, but like, I don't know, man. Like, sex is defined like this way. It's like, you're, what's between your legs? That's what sex is. So, no, nah, I think they, like, they're weird. And he's also going to vote against the same bill. Does their motivations matter in terms of the effects of voting for that bill? No, but I'd say they're both bigoted. They both think they're weird and treating a group differently. Okay, well, the second one just doesn't know. Well, he said he thinks he's weird. So if it's just straight up ignorance and he literally doesn't have an opinion on it. Well, hold on. He thinks it's weird because he hasn't been exposed to it. It's just just the cultural norms he grew up with. And he just kind of thinks it's weird. I would also, I would agree that it's bigoted, but I would call the first one evil and the second one ignorant. Yeah, so I don't think that just not knowing about something necessarily means you think it's weird. Well, if you're not familiar with something, you kind of think it's weird, right? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And that's kind of what weird means, right? Out of the ordinary? 
I guess, but normally weird has a negative connotation to it. Like people think new things are exciting. Like necessarily, right? I think a lot of the weird stuff is really cool. Sure, sure. Yeah. But like but, in general, when someone calls something weird, it usually has a negative connotation to it. So if he's but, just straight up ignorant and doesn't have an opinion one way or the other, positively or negatively, then I don't know why he would vote against the bill. Why well, is he voting against the bill? Well, hold on. He has a negative depiction of them, but it's not. But he thinks it's a reasonable negative depiction. All right. He just doesn't know anything about trans issues. He's never spoken to a trans person, never read up on it. And he just thinks that like this isn't going to help anybody. Like they're, they're just trying to like get weird protections and stuff. Like they don't need that stuff. I'm going to vote against it. Yeah. So I, I say those are both bigoted, but if there's a person who doesn't have a negative opinion on it at all, then I, I'd say they're not bigoted. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of like negativity comes from like a lot of people associate negative things with, with things they're not familiar with. All right. That's just how humans are wired. All right. Safe is familiar. Unfamiliar. Don't like that. Don't like that. Like it's kind of an ingrained threat response. I'm not saying it's sure. everybody, but I'm saying that it can be a root of things. A lot sure. of people just do not trust things that they are not familiar with. Now, you both called them both bigoted, and I would absolutely agree. But the first one is an evil piece of shit, and the second one just doesn't know stuff. But the effect, the point of that was to say that the effect of that is the same. For the trans person who is going to be denied whatever fictional like uh, benefits that that bill would uh, like give to them, doesn't matter where the motivation that trans women are not women came from, she experienced bigotry that negatively affected her. And I think that's far more important than trying to isolate individual semantic examples where you can say trans women are not women while also not hating them. I think that's a far more relevant, important point that uh, we're talking about. And like when we're talking about like in society, this is where the conversation is. Again, this is why we're having this conversation in the first place. Well, actually, right? so I would dis- I would totally agree. That is definitely a more significant issue. The fact that it has more impact on our lives is definitely significant. That's not why I came here to debate. I'm not saying that laws against trans people are good. No, I'm saying that taking the position that trans women are not women, taking that definition isn't inherently transphobic. Like I have no problem with the goals of the woke community or acceptance of trans people. That's perfectly fine. I'm on board. But I do have a problem with the bad arguments that they use. That's the reason I'm here to debate. I want to show that just claiming that someone who disagrees with your definition isn't transphobic. That's not okay. That is a bad argument. Obviously, the fact that it has an impact in society and that impact can harm people, that's definitely bad. And that's something we should talk about. But just because it has a negative impact on other people doesn't mean it's okay to label everyone who disagrees as transphobic. That is a fallacious argument. That is bad. So, so I'm on board with the consequences thing and that we need to try to give be as accepting as as many people as possible. But what I'm not on board with is the fallacious arguments to try and justify or the fallacious justifications to try and get there. So the reason I'm here isn't to debate the more bigger issue. Like I agree with you on the bigger issue. The reason I'm here is to show that these semantic arguments of saying that all that saying anyone who uses this phrase or this phrase in general is itself transphobic when there are clearly cases where it's not is a fallacious argument and we should not do that. Okay, cool. Did I say that? I've actually I was trying to be very, very, very clear and very, very cons- and uh, like deliberate. No, in my yeah, language. yeah you, you totally agree. Like right at the beginning, you said yes. There are cases where it's not transphobic to. I'm saying uh, that there, yeah, there there could be cases, and there probably are cases. All right. Yeah, yeah and that's and that's the full extent of what I'm trying to argue is that. Now, now, hold on. I, I, uh, there are cases in which it would not meet your definition of transphobia. There are definitely people out there who say, well, I just don't think trans women are women, but I want them to have every single right. I don't think less of them. I don't hate them. Now, that's your definition of transphobia. So I, I, I'm i conceding that under your definition, it's not transphobia. To me, the like transphobia is at its core the belief that trans people are not who they say they are. This does not have to 
coincide. This does not have to like be wait, 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 uh, present wait. with hate. Let's, let's stick with that definition. So transphobia is the position that trans women aren't who they say they are. No, mm-hmm. I think trans women are who they say they are. I think that trans women, when they use the word woman, mean a psychological state. So they are who they say they are. I don't think the word woman refers to that, but I do think they are who they say they are. Yeah, but the bigotry there is they're not who they say they are because the correct definition is the biological one. No, I would agree. That would definitely be transphobic. If you're trying to say that my definition is correct and you have to use my definition, I would agree. But I didn't say that. I just This is the definition I use. I use the definition of woman as it refers to a biological female. Um, they don't. They use a different definition. And as I said earlier, you can make up your own definitions. Definitions are arbitrary. It's perfectly legitimate to do that. So I agree that trans women are who they say they are. I just think the definition of woman more accurately refers to something else. And so I don't use that definition, which is why I would say trans women are not women by my definition. But trans so, women are still who they say they are. So if I were to have a, like a, a quick summary of the, the points that we've made up so far. So my definition of transphobia is like you, you believe that trans people are not who they say they are based on having a different definition and you thinking that yours is correct. Okay. Your definition doesn't necessarily uh, is like you have to hate them or you have to like have negative, like in one discrimination against them. And therefore you can have this definition that trans women are not women without necessarily having a hatred behind it. Okay. Is that, is that fair? I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Dislike or prejudice against trans. Okay. Is it also fair to say that the negative position in this debate that that is the probably going to be a far, far, far more associated with transphobia, transphobic laws, harmful outcomes for trans people than the uh, than the positive position. What are the negative debate. and positive in this? What are we so, about? Is, so the positive position in this debate is mine because I, I say it is transphobic. Gotcha. The negative position is yours. Is it fair to say that the negative position is far, far more associated with more overall harm in society? I don't understand the question. Like is – is thinking that trans women aren't biological women associated with harm? Is that what you're asking? Is that the root of the transphobia that harms trans people in our society? Uh, no, I'd say, I'd say the root is religious bigotry. I don't think the root is disagreement on the definition. Though. Again, the, your, the religious bigotry is the motivation to the root. I would say it's the root. Like I don't, the disagreement about the definition isn't the root of bigotry. People can easily say, I disagree with the definition and not be bigoted. So disagreement about the definition is clearly not the root. Um, You can define any sort of like, Well, The way you said it earlier, I think would be the root. So if I say woman is objectively biologically female and anyone who doesn't use that is objectively wrong, that would, that would, I would agree would be the root. Just disagreeing about the definition would not be the root. No, so the root of the definition, trans women are not women because because woman is a role defined by God. Again, the yeah. because is the motivation for that root. So we're kind of circling in on this. What I'm really, really concerned about, again, this is just this is just a fun little argument that we're having. But every single case, every single like civil rights movement, every single like equal rights movement, human rights movement in human history, on the other side of it were not these people who knew that they were evil, who knew that they were wrong, who knew that they had a rational hatred. They felt justified in opposing that those equal rights laws and what and the one of the principal ways they did it was to try to define themselves not as hating someone but as just stating of uh like just stating objective facts if you look at some of the history of the kkk as it started to get less and less popular they started to try and rebrand themselves like we don't hate black people all right we're just pro-white people all right yeah that's not bigotry i don't think that 
black people are I don't think that I'm just pro white people all right so there's a lot of like you can very easily if you are in an, uh, a bigoted position define yourself out of it by saying like oh no 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 I don't think that they're worse I just think that they should be separate and then the results of keeping them separate the necessary like the next step of that is well how are you going to vote when their rights come into question so so i'm not seeing the connection here i think it's perfectly fine for a position to say here are the facts and we're going to use the facts to support the position if they're real facts then that's perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with that do you think that facts your definition are, are, how about are this? slightly different do you think that your definition of a woman is objectively correct no there's no objective words awesome oh fantastic all right i'm glad i'm uh, you'd be surprised how hard that is to get uh, people to like admit. So, oh yeah, like I, I think what I was trying to say earlier is that I agree that the source of the bigotry is when you do think there is an objective correct thing, like woman is biological sex because God. That it, that would be the source of the bigotry. But someone just saying, I don't think that is the best use of the word for me, would be a separate kind of a thing. So, the okay, same... okay, cool. We we agree on that. Okay. So, do you think that bigotry? necessarily requires motivation i, I just probably, a yes or no because it was a little unclear probably yes so i think that bigotry racism uh sexism all of those things entail a psychological state of intent and if you don't have the intent then i don't think you could be called bigoted so before like let's say uh, before the gay rights movement okay so before the gay rights movements people were not made aware of information they were not made aware of the arguments in favor of gay liberation and so prior to that existing what was the motivation of the gay people, right? Nobody was intentionally bigoted because they hadn't been exposed to the correct opinions yet. What I'm not following. They were definitely intentionally bigoted. They no, were intentional they they, bigots for a long time. No, they didn't know. It was, they, it was just a society they grew up in. Uh, it, was, it was the ignorance there. You kind of define ignorance as you're only a bigot if you are ignorant, and then you keep that ignorance. You keep the opinion in the face of new evidence. That is the line of bigotry for you. It has to be intentional. You have to be willfully, willfully ignoring evidence. And if you're not exposed to evidence, if you're not well, exposed the evidence to evidence, in this case would be is they're human beings. So, so if you know they're human beings, then and you still treat them as less than human beings, that would be bigoted. So you don't need like scientific proof or anything. Well, it's no what they are doing is quote unquote morally bad. I we treat like murderers and rapists as we treat them pretty shitty, but we justify it because they're bad people. And so they, in their mind, it was justified. Again, what I'm getting at here is in society, a lot of the straight people had no idea that there were any sort of arguments. They, they just grew up in a society that was incredibly homophobic, right? And the homophobia was baked into society, not because out of, you know, because of ignorance, not because it was like they were knowingly harming this group of people that did not deserve it. But you know who was attuned to that bigotry? The gay people. The gay people were very in tune with that bigotry. They were very aware that it was unjust. And then the entire first step of any civil rights movement is raising awareness that uh, that challenges those preconceptions, that challenges that ignorance. But the point is the bigotry existed before the introduction of new evidence, and therefore bigotry does not require intent. Uh, I'm still not seeing it. So, I mean, I agree that the, the reason people hated homosexuality is usually religious reasons. We were totally fine with it before anti-homosexual religions became popular. Um, and I think that, especially today, people who grew up in the religious society, once they're presented with, oh, they're people too, pretty, it, 
goes goes away pretty fast. Like I don't. But again, once they're once they're bigoted. once they're presented, once they're presented, until they are presented, are they not bigoted? No, I until say that they moment. Are. Hmm? I don't think so. I wouldn't say they are. I'd say that bigotry, as defined by the dictionary, is a pervasive, unchanging belief that, like, you maintain persisting after you're presented with evidence. Like, just something you were taught by your parents and you haven't thought about couldn't be considered bigotry, I don't think. I, I think the intent does matter. So if someone were experienced a homophobic attack, or, well, I guess we can't just call it homophobic, if a gay man was targeted because he was gay, because he was seen, uh, he was acting effeminate, he, he, I don't know, he was just identifiably gay, and he was beaten by another person. You're saying that that's, no that's bigotry, intense. hold on, you're saying that no bigotry occurred unless the perpetrator of the attack was aware of information that would counteract their opinion like that they're human yes so, so like if it was someone who was like a child and their parent told them to hate gay people or something well it would still be bigotry because they've been taught to hate gay people yeah but um, they the, but look there's a rationality there gay people are, are wrong in the eyes of god there is a rationality there uh, there is a logical step if you believe that god exists and god sets rules the, uh, and one of those rules is that gay people are immoral degenerates well then it is rational and logical right and until but in, and what worries me is that fits within my definition of bigotry. Ignorance can absolutely uh, it would fit be mine too. So no, so it doesn't. No, not- because until no, and because until if that person, until the moment that they are presented with contrary information, and then that is deemed convincing by I guess an out, uh, outside party, until they are presented with that information, they cannot be bigoted. Well, no, I say that if you believe for her religious reasons, that's an unreasonable reason. So I would say that's the bigot of two. Like if, if there was some scientific reason that came to this conclusion, like the one I, the, the example I used with Vosh was like, if we had like strong scientific evidence at one point that African-Americans had alien DNA and we could define them as uh, not human because they have alien DNA. I mean, that would be a non-bigoted belief. Like it's based on the evidence. It's not unreasonable. And if you were presented with counter evidence that showed, oh, they're actually human and you change your position, that would not be bigoted. Believing because it says so in the Bible, no, I would always consider that an unreasonable justification. So, like, if if the people have you would to- consider that, but again, this is not. You're still giving a lot of outs, but until you are presented with evidence, you cannot be bigoted in your opinions. This is yeah, a like lot if, of. If you like, have a rational justification for believing something, then you have a rational justification in believing it. You're not bigoted; you just believe a fact about reality. Believing facts about reality can't be bigoted. Okay, can we ever know reality as humans? Uh, to a certain degree, yes. No, oh my. So my, one of the core things that I've adopted more and more uh, about my belief structure is that I'm an idiot. Okay. This is true. And I'm not an idiot because I'm not intelligent. I'm an idiot because I am a tiny person who lives in a tiny, infinitesimally small part of the world with access to a tiny, infinitesimally small part of the, like, uh, like information that is available to humans. All right. Sure. Boom. I'm an idiot. All right. So I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have the balls to say that I know objective reality about anything. All I can say is that I just I think that this thing is true and I'm going to act as if it were true. But I'm still really, really, really curious. So what is a scenario in which someone's belief is bigoted is not bigoted and uh, before uh, being presented new information, but bigoted if they don't change your mind? What is the scenario in that case? Uh, like the example I just gave, like if we had tons of scientific evidence that African-Americans had alien DNA and they just thought, oh, well, there's the evidence they have alien DNA. That was oh, no, let's or, give a real world example of this. Give a, a real world example. Real world example of someone who has a belief 
And and the same belief, the same belief is the same before and after the induction of information or the introduction of information. And before the introduction, they're not bigoted, but after they are bigoted. Um, I'd have to take the time to actually think about that. I don't know if I can come up with an example off the top of my head. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is the core of our argument here, that transphobia must be intentional. And at the core of that is that the intentionality must be uh, – that it cannot be incidental. All right, You have to knowingly hold a false belief or knowingly hold an irrational belief despite the introduction of new evidence. Well, that wouldn't be the core of my argument. That's just a corollary. The core of my argument is that the reasonability – it's reasonable to define woman as a biological female. That's a reasonable thing. I don't see that as inherently bigoted. Um, and therefore, that the example of saying trans women aren't women can't be labeled as universally bigoted. There could definitely be. And what I'm talking about is that transphobia bigotry is not universally defined by intent. And therefore, you are not like if. if, uh, if well, you, could, could you like go, go more into detail? Could you tell me how if I was like brought up and taught women mean biological female, how is that inherently bigoted? It's inherently bigoted because in my definite, uh, definition of bigotry and what I think is a far more coherent under, uh, like understanding of bigotry, right? the reason you have biases, the reason everybody has biases is because of the culture that you grew up in. And in this case, this bias is not true for those women and that are in irrevocably causing them harm because that they are trans, because they are trans. And so we have a situation in which a belief – that's, and beliefs that don't just like sit there and do nothing. We act based on those beliefs. That belief is causing trans women harm because they are trans. And so intentionality, hatred, like prejudice, uh, it, or I should say intentionality is not the core component. It's not the determining factor of transphobia. That woman, those trans people are still experiencing transphobia, even if the motivations of the person committing the act were not malicious in, uh, in intent. So I, I don't think that it is coherent to purely define bigotry as intentionally <clears throat> believing something, intentionally thinking less of someone, intentionally knowingly uh, thinking that a group is worse than other groups. I don't think that that is a good or accurate definition of bigotry. So <clears throat> I'm not quite following here. So like imagine if trans people decided to not call themselves women and decided to call themselves trans people and never adopted the opposite gender label okay and so imagine if trans people be, weren't trans like just the, they only called themselves trans and they never called themselves women trans what trans means trans is a prefix it means nothing without the the second part you can just have uh, we understand trans to mean transgender you don't you don't literally need prefixes to not mean things you can have prefixes to mean things just okay fine. trans is okay no trans is that doesn't that's trans language, what that's a, that's, it doesn't matter you can trans is a, a prefix that exists outside of transgender you people right prefix trans fatty acids cis fatty acids this existed prior to trans people you can make you can make prefixes nouns any easily language is very arbitrary so i'm saying you're trying uh, to define so trans just, people just, as not being trans anymore well no this is a hypothetical okay go with your hypothetical so say trans people never adopted the the opposite gender label or just adopted a different label i i am transhuman or something like that and then now is it somehow bigoted if i am taught that woman means female biological female would, no would, if you would, define trans, trans no you're not transphobic if you change what trans people are i guess not i guess right. so so <laughs> transphobia has literally nothing to do with anything going on in society like so if my society oh, let's, I, let's imagine I, I live if in, black people didn't have a different skin color than white people would i be like racist 
Wait, wait. So, 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 wait. so follow, follow my logic. Your hypothetical. So, no, your hypothetical was bad. I'm, I'm, follow follow my reasoning. Let me, let me ex- let me explain it to you. So, if in country A, I'm taught woman means biological female, and in country B, someone is a trans person and they experience discrimination because they identify with this label that people disagree with, how am I transphobic? How does this have anything to do with me? Because as a, a, the uh, apparently the core of our disagreement is that you can it is that bias is the result of growing up in that society. Okay. Bias, assumptions, that is the product of growing up in that society. You keep trying to go back to this like straw man definition that bias, bigotry is synonymous with evil. And if there are people out there, 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 you know what? There are people on the left, but don't make a hasty generalization fallacy and and argue that against me. All right. Go find one of them and yell with them. All right. What I'm saying is that bigotry is not like intentionality is not inherent in it. And if someone can, someone can experience a hateful attack because of their identity, a transphobic attack, a homophobic attack, they can experience that because of their identity that has nothing to do with the intentionality of the person behind them. Like, so for example, how about, how about this? Wait, wait, I want to, I want to, I want you to walk me through this. So, so imagine country A, there's zero trans people in country A. No one has ever been trans in the history of country A. They have no access to any information, never heard of a trans person. Cool. And they define woman as biological female. Country B, different country. They define woman as biological female. Somebody identifies as trans and they get discriminated against. Is it bigoted in country A to define woman as biologically female? So bigotry usually needs to be against somebody. If trans people just didn't exist in this hypothetical country? I guess not. I can't, I mean, I can't be bigoted against someone that doesn't exist that I'm not aware of, right? So, so if a person goes from country A to country B, are they now magically bigoted? Uh, yeah. Hold on. If you didn't know black people existed, could you, could you be racist? No. No? Okay, so that's that's the hypothetical there, right? It, well, I guess if you didn't know right. other people other than white people, I guess I should say. All right, so let's let's ask this. All right, so <clears throat> here's and, and here the core of my argument is that bigotry, in in this case, homo uh, transphobia, is not again intentionality is not the uh, important factor there. Like the effect of it uh, can exactly be there. All right, so if someone, all right, <clears throat> uh, hold on, I think I, I fucked up my analogy. Fuck, this is embarrassing. It was gonna, no, it was gonna blow your mind. Okay. I completely forgot about it. It was going to blow your mind. It was going to win me the debate, the debate right here and now, right? Okay. Well, sure. So I, I'll, I'll just go another question and you can try to remember. So um, if one person from the country A, just going with the same analogy, who's never heard of trans people, has learned as a kid that woman means biological female, they move to country B, now they're magically transphobic and they have to give up their definition that they've used for years throughout their entire family and everyone in their country has used this definition. And if they don't give that up, you're going to label them as transphobic because all of these bad people in country B are discriminating against trans people. Is that, is that accurate? Yes, because, and, but here's the thing, you're acting like you have to say like, you evil piece of shit. Do you think that like in this individual example, we're going to like, we're not just going to treat them like, Oh, okay. So you didn't know. All right. So here's how we do things here. All right. That's why I'm really, really like, I've been trying to be so careful. Um, Bigotry does not have, it can be due to ignorance, not being evil. Well, yeah. So, so my question is, we wouldn't call that person from the, from the country who has never heard of trans people who grew up with the biological definition of woman. We wouldn't call them evil for holding on to that definition and, and, and going into the, that society uh, and like misgendering a trans person or like, uh, like look at this, like, Hey, this man, 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 like we wouldn't call them evil. They're ignorant, but their actions are nonetheless bigoted. 
right, right, because they I, are I they are I've been I've been straw man and you keep I keep saying evil because it's it's habit from my previous conversations because you you specifically said you don't call them evil and that's my fault for straw man and you I, I just try to that's not the point of the argument so I don't want to I understand that's not what you mean by it so but I, my question is the focus of the argument is, is why should that person have to completely change their definition of what they learned in their entire language to fit your culture why should they feel obligated to do that and because we have agreed that um, as a society, we have come up with a certain like set of laws that are going to help the most people. The harm that continuing to enact that transphobia, uh, to continue to have those bigoted beliefs, is far greater than the harm caused by having to re-examine your own beliefs. Right. So uh, until it breaks a law, like you don't have to actually change those beliefs, I guess. It's just are you following the laws of the land? And the laws are never set in stone. But I think it would be good if that, that trans person like, no, like trans people don't exist. Like the, the dialogical definition is this. That person, that, that this, let's call let's think of it as like a nice old lady, the sweetest old lady you've ever met in your entire life, bakes the inc- most incredible pies from the fictional country ever. That sweet, wonderful old lady who is awesome is still going to vote the same way as the horrendous transphobe. They are still enacting bigotry. They're still enacting transphobia. They're still enacting harm onto trans people, and their votes count the same, all right? So we don't think have to just be, because they define women that way, they're somehow obligated to politically vote in the same way as anybody who defines no one is poli- No one is obligated to vote in any direction. That's kind of the whole point of voting, right? Well, so uh, generalizing that because people use this definition, they will therefore vote against trans people would be a hasty generalization. Like not a hasty generalization. People, I'm saying that it's likely. Why would it be I'm, likely? Like most of the people who use the definition I'm using are in the left, liberals, like Peter Bogosian, Sam Harris, uh, Richard Dawkins, people who always vote for the left by a large margin. Okay, so I know, but a lot of those people, do you think that if, uh, so like, like the Equality Act is coming up and it would put gender, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken, please correct me in the chat, it would put gender identity among like the, the protected classes uh, that we don't discriminate against in society, all right? If you believe that trans women are not women and this law would say, well, you can't act on that belief now, you can't call a trans woman a hate. Even though the chromosome said so, do you think that maybe that follows? Like believing that trans women are women, it would cause you to like have to lie to yourself in order to like uh, not break the law now to incorporate that under anti-discrimination laws. No, I don't. I'm not. Maybe I'm not following. So the reason I would be against that one is because I'm heavy free speech, but I would not be for like I would definitely think that gender identity should be a protected class as any other protected class. So I, I mean, I think that most of the people on the left would agree with that as long as it doesn't infringe on free speech. Yeah. Okay. How about in any, let's, let's put this in the real world. All right. Let's put this functionally. All right. If someone is accidentally casually, very, very bigoted, which happens all the time because again, bigotry is due to ignorance. Does that mean HR cannot like say, "Hey, chill out with this. You made this person feel bad." Can your is your defense going to be well? They didn't mean to, so it doesn't count. No, if you shouldn't have to change your behavior. If you're in a company, you absolutely have to abide by whatever ridiculous rules the company puts up. But like, if you're in a public space, and then no, no. So you don't think it is a good idea to like, hey, this action, like calling saying that trans women aren't women. The vast, vast, vast majority of trans people think that that's transphobic. You shouldn't. You can't like go well. 
like you're saying that you shouldn't advocate for that person to change their definition because of the utility we get out of it, because it would cause less harm in the world, because it would result no, in I good think, a- I, outcomes. I would say because they have a right to use the words how they define them. I would say it would be equally as wrong for me to try to force them to change their definition as it would for me to try to force a trans person to change their definition. I think okay, that okay, but we're both agreeing that definitions are subjective, and neither one sure. of them is correct, and one of them has a, like uh, one of them has worse outcomes than the other. Peel the consequence. It doesn't make it wrong. So, so the fact that well, no, 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 it's not an appeal to consequence. I'm saying we both agree that they're subjective. Okay, so how do we decide which one is better? Well, I'm going to appeal to conf- uh, like I'm going to appeal to consequences. If we have two things that are equally arbitrary, and one of them will result in harm, I think it's reasonable to say let's not use that one. Let's use the other one since they're both arbitrary. Neither one of them are correct. So let's generally, in most scenarios, use the definition that causes less harm. It's not. A, it's not like a it's like consequence fallacy. It's it's like taking the uh, what what I, what I thought was pretty reasonable. If we agreed, okay, I'm not going to explain it third time. Well, yes. Yeah, so, so 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 my point is that no, I don't think you should try to force other people to adopt your definition. Why do you keep saying consent. force? Why do you keep saying force? Well, uh, try to convince. Uh, you shouldn't try to convince people who don't already agree with you by, to agree with you. By calling them transphobes and getting them. Damn, fired. dude, y'all, you are get, you have learned a lot from the SJWs. All right, I'm not I'm not even going to debate. All right, I'm all right. There is no discourse. I am correct. Well, no, no, I'm happy. I'm happy with discourse is great. Debate is great. Conversation is great. Yelling at people and calling them transphobic and getting them to platform. Not so great. Okay, cool. Don't do that. But how about like try to convince them that their definition is causing harm and also is not correct. Sure. Sure. Debate's great. I love debate. Okay, so, I'm happy with that. Oh, but, yeah, so we're, you're walking back. But, like you can't, you, you, I would say that you ought to do that because we as a society get more utility out of it. Th- nobody, Nobody. All right. I know that when people say nobody, they mean almost nobody. Nobody says that someone's like studying reproductive biology cannot use the terms male and female. All right. All right. So, but the root of transphobia is the belief that the only, the correct, the only definition of, of gender of, or sex of woman has to be the specific biological definition of gametes or chromosomes. Because again, Secondary sex characteristics are a biological factor too, and one that's often like incorporated into our definition of sex, but they don't like that one because it's way more on a spectrum and it can be changed uh, with like outside factors. Yeah, sure. So, so I would agree with all of that, everything you just said there for sure. Uh, but I would say that, and even the part at the end, the fundamental core of transphobia is the belief that this is the only objective correct definition of woman. Like obviously definitions don't work that way. But I, what I would disagree with is when you're doing that, if you're using logical fallacies, that's bad. You, you use yeah, good arguments. Don't use bad arguments. Cool. We, so, we, so we both agree that you should use good arguments instead of bad arguments, uh, that you shouldn't use a ton of fallacies, and that you should generally try to be nice to people who you want to convince. Awesome. Okay. And we also agreed that neither definition of uh, what a woman is is correct because we don't have correct definitions in the objective sense. And so I believe that it is reasonable to determine which definition that we ought to use based on what is going to lessen harm, promote uh, well-being in society. And I know those are, are fuzzy terms and we can like go into like the, you know, what that actually means. But I think I'm on pretty solid ground definition of woman that includes trans women is going to uh, result in a lot less harm. And I have a ton of empirical data to back that up. Uh, it's going to result in a lot less harm in society in general, because the adoption of that doesn't really, the ad- adoption of that definition doesn't really cause anyone else harm. I'm happy with that. Like I, I haven't studied it at all. I'm, I'm happy to grant all that. I think that uh, that's all a great admirable goal. 
The only thing I think you shouldn't do is use fallacies in your argument, like defining anybody as transphobic who disagrees with you. Okay, well, I have not done that. I have defined transphobia as, well, did in my definition, <laughs> yeah. but... Yeah, credit, credit, you, to you, what you, credit to you. Oh. You admitted right away that, yes, there are cases where you can say trans women are not women and it's not transphobic. You granted well, of that. Of course. So. Like, well, yeah, but we're never going to, but, you know, when we say well, ought, we generalize. I know you don't like generalization. Well, but, no, no. I mean, specifically in my last debate, Vouch said he literally defined anybody who doesn't accept his definition as transphobic. And there's zero possible cases. Hold on. I define anybody who doesn't, who, who, do, who thinks that trans women aren't women, I define them as transphobic. I just don't think that they're evil. And they might, and again, I'm an idiot. You can have a different definition than me, and I don't think that you're evil. I just think it's a form of bigotry. That's that's it. Okay. Well, I'm, that was a good, great conversation. Enjoy talking to you. I'm ready to go to the Q and A if you are. Sure. Uh, actually, I'm gonna go get a drink of water. But you can start. Like, give, give him a question real quick, if that's okay. You got it. And want to let you know, folks. We are excited to let you know several things. First, don't forget to hit that subscribe button for more juicy debates like this coming up in the future, including, you guys, we are absolutely thrilled at the bottom right of your screen this Saturday, Christian scholar Kenny Rhodes and atheist juggernaut of debating Matt Dillahunty will have a friendly discussion on whether or not there is good evidence for God. You don't want to miss it, folks. So, as mentioned, hit that subscribe button and also want to let you know, our guests are linked in the description. That includes this guy right up there, Tom. So not only Tom, but Jangles, both of them are linked in the description. So we do encourage you, my dear friends, you can check out those links below as we really do appreciate our guests. Same rule as always in the old chat, no hate speech or anything close to it. And also, so in other words, if you're kind of like, well, I was like, is this hate speech? Can I see it? It's like, it's kind of a gray area. Oh. Probably not a good idea to say it. Also, want to encourage you to attack the arguments instead of the person. And looking for questions for Tom. That way, by the time Jingles gets back. we Here we go. J. Edward Britton, thanks so much for your question, says, I disagree with Jingles, but I have a question for T-Jump. If somebody's genitals are cut off, are they still their gender? If not, what are they? Uh, well, if gender is a psychological state, whether or not their gender, genitals are cut off would be completely unaffected. If gender was biological, chromosomes would still be unaffected. So it, it wouldn't affect anything either way for gender or sex. Gotcha. And this one coming in for Jangles, actually for both. Layman says, what is the minimal line for transphobia? At what point does an action become transphobic? That's a really interesting question. So in regards to the, on the intention side, I've, I've stated that it's the belief that trans women are not women. Trans people are not who they say they are. Again, there's a huge spectrum, but that's, that is the point for me in which a person's motivations become transphobic on the, <coughs> excuse me, on the outcome side, we have to look at, is there uh, harm being done to a trans person on the basis that they are trans? That's where like uh, the, the start of transphobia happens on that side. It can be an itsy bitsy, itsy tiny little bit of harm, but as long as uh, the re reason they're being harmed is because they're trans, that is the start of transphobia on the outcome side. And the same is true. Tiny little itsy bitsy amount of like bigotry on on uh, the other side of intent. You got it, Tom. I mean, I, I I would define it pretty much as the same thing. It's like if you are harming a trans person on the basis that they're trans, that would be transphobia. 
Um, but again, it would include intentionality. So if, because it's based on the, the fact that they're trans, you're hurting them because they're trans. You obviously have to have some kind of an intention that they're trans. That's why I'm hurting them. Gotcha. Thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Lewis. Cypher says, why are trans women entitled to my epistemic submission? I think that's for you, Tom. I think that uh, I, I don't think so, but I'll I think I think it's for um, me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you. Go ahead, Jangles. Then uh, because they're based, and because they're just all there's sorts of correct. All right, all right. You must be submitted. One, you should try it because it'll be fun. All right, get that episte- uh like epistemological submission. Pronounce it correctly first, but get that submission. You'll love it. All right, so it'll be a great Thursday night for you. God, you're right. I missed. For some reason, I missed the word entitled. That makes sense. Okay. Louis Cypher with another question said, could benign neglect and freedom of association be considered transphobia? And if so, how the heck cares? I think they meant who the heck cares. Well, if you are intentionally like excluding yourself from trans people because they're trans, I think even Tom, I think TJ would even agree that that's transphobic. And as for why you should care, Caring about other people is good. I know that it's a feels-based argument that I can't ground in a, a whole lot of em- empiricism, but you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a feely boy. But I like I like emotions. You got it. And Turbo, thanks for your question. Says hi, Jangles. If the most accepted definition of male is synonymous with man, is it transphobic to say trans males are male? Is it acceptable to say trans males are male? Oh, oh, okay. I think I know what they're saying. Like, if people view the terms male and man as synonymous, is it acceptable? Like, yeah, like trans men are male if we view them as synonymous. But again, I don't think, I think most people uh, like recognize the difference between sex and gender. All right. So when we say trans women or women, we're referring to gender and we're, and arguably that gives us a lot more utility than sex because we don't really see the things that a lot of people use to determine sex. We don't see chromosomes or gametes or genitals. We see, we do see secondary sex characteristics, but that one's on the spectrum that could be in, you know, influenced a lot more. So uh, a lot easier, uh, a lot more easily by outside factors. So really when we like gender people and how we treat them in society, it's we're usually based, based on gender, our understanding of gender rather than our understanding of sex. Gotcha. And let's see. Corvus Crux says, can we please get moderation in chat? These aren't good faith arguments. It's just bigotry. Have to stand in defense of the moderators. They do a fantastic job. They are always on the lookout for any sort of hate speech or even just harassing the guests. And so I don't know what you're seeing, but I I also never got an example. So if you see something that is like against the rules... Let me know by tagging me so I can actually see it myself because just asserting it that there's bigotry somewhere, like it helps me if you actually like point it out to me. Hi, Derp X says the opposite of courage isn't cowardice. It's conformity. (laughs) Sure. Maybe. Gotcha. I got to say in English. Sorry. No worries. This one from some says four jangles. Are other kins valid? Before defining what a woman is by pointing out exceptions, what about defining what a human is? Fucking, I don't know. Uh, a miserable pile of secrets. That's what a human is. Juicy. Fine, yeah, Amazing. Hell yeah. Other kins, hell yeah. This one, yeah. you got it. And this one coming in from, hi, 
Derp X says, appreciate your question. Jangles, what percent of trans people are offended by being mislabeled? I, I think they mean by via pronouns, but I'm not sure. Well, maybe, okay. Uh, I admit I do not have a st uh, statistic on hand uh, for that, but I think I'm reasonable in my assumption uh, that it's probably the majority. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Soldier of Science, do appreciate your question as well, says, The downfall of the left is to cancel people who are ignorant to everything they think that the are non-ignorant they are non-ignorant about. Okay. Oh, I yeah, actually, so thought, I agree with this. No, they say I, all I while being ignorant about something they wouldn't want to be canceled by. Okay, that was a lot of word salad, but I think I agree with it wholeheartedly. Like a big problem that we have on the left is hating someone, thinking that they're evil, or uh, for not already thinking like that, uh, for not already thinking like us. Now, I wouldn't say that's the majority of the left. You know, we can't hastily generalize based on like a few uh, the loudest people on Twitter. But that is something like if you want if you call yourself an advocate, you do need to like come to an understanding that your job is not to talk to people who uh, already agree with you. All right. Your job is to talk to people who do not agree with you and an understanding of why they don't agree with you, what assumptions that they've made, why they might have the biases that they grew up uh, that they grew up with, depending on a bunch of different circumstances. That is the, your most valuable tool as an advocate. So I do I, and I, I say it's a, one of the biggest problems on the left, but again, that doesn't mean it has to apply to the entire left or even a majority of the left. Uh, but I, I think I agree with that person based on sort of what I heard. Juicy. You should have seen Tom's face when you made that concession. The smirk he had. <laughs> no, next one up. Thank you very much. You could say an appreciative smirk. Uh, let's see. Will Stewart says T or uh, Will Stewart says Jangles. Is anyone who disagrees with your opinion on this? Well, I think we got the answer. They said bigoted. And I think if I understand right, Jingles, you'd say, no, it doesn't follow. But I'll let you um, speak for yourself. No, yeah, I'm going to bigoted. I, I hope I've been very, very clear uh, that um, bigotry is not intentionality. It's not uh, It's not an admission that you're evil. I don't, even, I don't even use it as an accusation of evil. I think by far the biggest uh driving force of bigotry is cultural inertia right it's just you grew up with assumptions that's where those biases come from and that's what perpetuates bigotry so yeah if you don't think trans women are women i think that you are a bigot right however if i was talking to you one-on-one -on -one and not in a debate i wouldn't lead with that okay i don't think that because you have assumptions that you grew up with that you're evil and i think that you're worth talking to as a person that's the difference between like if we're talking if we're debating like this like hopefully we're putting out ideas there but i'm not going to like lead with that if we're talking one-on-one -on -one, okay but it's a waste of time anyway because if you don't agree with me you're wrong about everything and probably ugly next up latex frog thanks for your question it says question for jangles if gender is a social construct and simply a self-identifier, would someone who, after suffering brain damage, was left in a permanent vegetative state have a gender? What if they were born that way? What degree of cognition would allow them to not have a gender assigned to them? Super interesting question. Yeah, I'd probably give a lot of thought about it. It's really similar to like the uh, the gender abolition uh, question. Like, if the, if we abolish gender, would people still have it? I think it's super interesting. Um, I would. My immediate thought is no, because it requires like cognition. It, it requires awareness. Uh, they might be being gendered, 
but uh, gender is like a gender identity is something that has to come from a cognitive process or a, like a deep uh, feeling like deep neurochemical reactions in your brains. And so if they're not consciously aware of it, I don't know, it's super interesting. So I'm not going to take a super hard stance on it either way, but my immediate gut reaction is no. Juicy and insect facet. Thanks for your question says, is the statement quote, trans women are not biological women, unquote, transphobic. Is it true or false? All right. So trans women are not biological women. It, in certain contexts, it can be. But this is the big thing. It probably, it probably is. Like based on like uh, how it is normally used, it's probably going to be used in a bigoted way. Because a lot of people are uh, – it would ha it'd have to depend on a lot of context. But you can state things that you think are true that I would might might agree with under certain context. But if I suspect a motivation behind it, I don't know. Plus, it all depends on like what does a trans person think. That's going to be the the biggest issue, all right? Because a lot of trans people hear, okay, look, you're not a biological woman, so you know this is my definition of woman as a way to like invalidate their identity. So I don't know. Depends on the context, but probably. Got you in Ryan Gordon. Another one for Jangles. Amazing. Says, would mockers of Christianity be Christianophobics or bigots as well, trying to understand the logic and where this rabbit trail leads? Hell yeah. If you like spend a lot of time mocking Christians, I think that's pretty shitty towards uh, Christian people. Now, Christianity has done nothing good for me. All right. I hold no love for Christianity whatsoever. But if you're mocking Christians, if you're, it's kind of shitty. And I know T-Jump is uh, smirking. Do you think that you've caught me in some sort of hypocrisy here? No, I think that you've just defined most of the atheist community as Christian phobic. And I find that hilarious and I'm not totally opposed to it. <laughs> okay. It's kind of shitty. Uh, however, like, here's something. Here's a really good example, right? I don't think there's a God. I'm hella, hella atheist. However, just because I have that truth, if I were to, like, have that truth to, like, express it in public, like, it's okay, there is no God. It's just true. And then my Christian coworker like, says, all right, that's discrimination against my religion. That's pro I'd probably side with him. If you're intentionally putting that out there in a way that you know is going to, like, invalidate someone's identity, something that they deeply hold, I don't know. I'd, prob I'd probably side with them. So the only issue comes in, like, you know. Uh, if being gay is harmful, like it hurts your Christian identity, then we're then I'm gonna laugh at you. But still, so like calling their preferred deity a magical sky daddy would be Christian phobic. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm sure with that. Like again, because my definition of bigotry is not any or all. All right. Juicy, and this one coming in from Ryan Gordon, who asks, "How come bigotry apparently only exists for trans, gay, and people who aren't white?" looks like you covered that namely uh you would say no there is such a thing as bigotry against christians or other groups insect well but let me know i don't want to speak for you i'm just uh, uh so uh, typically bigotry comes uh, <clears throat> a lot of people who have have not been away, uh, made aware of their identities like identities come from differentiation so it is possible to be bigoted against white people absolutely what typically happens though is a lot of people will perceive bigotry when really their assumptions are being questioned and they'll perceive that as an attack on their status quo that they're comfortable with so can it happen yeah is it a concern in our society no you got it and thank you very much for this question coming in from brandy beckett i didn't see a question let me know if you had a question you meant to attach in the super chat and then insect facet says for both tom and jangles 
Ideally, what should the social and legal consequences be for saying, quote, trans women aren't women? I would say that there shouldn't be any legal consequences for that statement, but I think you could do like a aggravated speech. Like if you're yelling it at somebody's face, like if you're yelling the N word in a public space around a bunch of people, you could be convicted of that. But if you say it like in your home, you can't be convicted of that. So I'd say that the phrase itself would carry no consequences, but if you're berating people that could have consequences. Where are you saying it? Yeah. All depends on context. Where are you saying it? I think you should be able to hold shitty, dumb, ignorant, bigoted beliefs uh, in public, in your own house. I think you should be able to do that. I think it's really, really, uh, I think you should be kicked off Twitter real quickly if you violate their hate uh, speech code. I think that's really funny, uh, and it should happen more often. Uh, If you are at work or in a place of employment or a place uh, like, you know, place of business, um, if you quietly whisper it to yourself in 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 the bathroom, Rocking, uh, you know, rocking back and forth. Uh, I don't think there should be really any consequences. But if you're saying it in front of other people, especially other, especially trans people, and it's causing them distress, I think you know there should be a range of steps. HR should step in, ask you not to do that. And if it escalates, then maybe they you know, start to fire you. But if you're asking me if uh, if you know you say the phrase that you should be thrown in jail, my answer is yes. You got it. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming from. Minogogu says, T-Jump, do you agree that sex and gender are separate concepts? If trans women are not women, then what gender are they? Uh, depends which definitions you're using. They're definitely separate concepts for many people, and then for many people, they're the same concept. So it depends which cultural definitions you're using. When someone is watching a TV show and a man, and a man is on screen, is, let's say it's an animated TV show uh, and a man is on screen, are they lying when they say that's a man? Uh, what? It's a representation of a man. No, but if they say that is a man. Like if they meant it literally, then it would be a lie, but I don't think anyone means it literally. Yeah, so we can still – so that is where the, the power of gender, all right? There was a really, really funny uh, like video from someone who will not be named who was really, really mad that they were, there were these like dolls being sold as genderless. Uh, and gender and sex are the same thing, and sex is only biological. I just thought that was incredibly funny that this, phys- that this inanimate thing that is not biological, okay, we're going to sell it as not biological, all right? We're going to sell it. As, it, do, it doesn't have a sex. It doesn't have a gender. I, I, I thought it was really, really funny that all of a sudden people are really aware of the difference between sex and gender when it comes to like representation. You got it. And this one from Turbo says Jangles didn't understand trans males are trans women. Is it discriminatory to call a male who is trans a male? Is it discriminatory to call a trans uh yeah, so for this person, um, you kind of got to update your language because you're incomprehensible now. So uh, well, maybe, maybe that'll is... help you in the future. But if you're saying that if you call a trans woman a male and that makes them feel shitty and you're doing it because it makes them feel shitty, uh, I think you're being kind of an asshole. Yeah. But again, hey, if we were at a place where people weren't just like conflating sex and gender in order to like delegitimize the, uh, like the identity of trans people, we might have these conversations. But the reason we can't is because of the trans foes. So talk to the trans foes before you talk to the woke SJWs, okay? This one coming in from Dylan James says, Jangles, your definition of man slash woman 
and ours are just two separate worldviews. Both should be respected. Are you a gender supremacist? Gender supremacist? Yes, I'm a gender supremacist. Okay, I think my gender is the best one, but you don't know what my gender is because I haven't told you. Amazing. Next up, Will Stewart. Thanks for your question. Says, T-Jump, since you disagree with Jangles, are you an ugly bigot? Yep. Juicy. And you've got other standard questions. Hang tight just a moment, folks. Thank you very much for your question. Hate, love, nothing. Appreciate it. Says, is it not misogynistic to rob women of their identity? Also, if I claim to be God and you do not believe me, are you then hateful or bigoted for saying that I'm not God? Okay. We had to, how do you rob women of their identity? Hey, uh, woman means something that includes other people now. Uh, it includes you. You're still a woman. You're a woman before. You're a woman after. I think it's really, really funny that they try to use that argument to say that uh, – like that they're being discriminated against this victimhood complex that when other people are included, it's somehow an attack against you. This is why it's important to like really, really dive into the complexities of bigotry because being introduced to a group that makes you a bit uncomfortable, it's not bigotry. The white people who are really, really upset that black people were being introduced in their schools, their concerns weren't valid and it's, and it's good to make fun of them and call them racist. All right. It's good to invalidate their feelings, but no, you're a woman. If you are a woman, okay? If you are a cis woman, you're a woman. And including trans women, the definition doesn't rob you of your identity. You still get to keep it, okay? Gotcha. And as far as the God thing, yeah, forget about that. You got it and let's see. I just, so the F. Sorry if I blew out people's headphones. F. Populi, thank you for your question, said, Jangles, is it possible to acknowledge difference without being quote-unquote bigoted? Uh, yeah, trans people do it. Do you think trans people think that they're the same as cis women? Or cis people? Do you think trans people think that they're the same as cis people? It's kind of the whole like the differentiation. It's why they have a different word. It's why they have a different category. Juicy. But, yeah. So. Barn Von G, thanks for your question. Said, can you please tell Jangles that biology is just quote unquote biology? It's science. Oh, wait a minute. I, I misread that. So. Said, can you please tell Jangles that biology is not just quote-unquote biology it's science trans women are women in a male body but psychologically they are women and i did not know that biology was science okay no i'm, I'm i gotta go home and think about some things juicy f populi strikes with another says do you think trans women performing womanhood in a stereotypical way e.g long hair makeup large breasts is harmful to biological women who don't conform to those expectations. Not in and of itself, no. And we, uh, so this is like the notion of like performativity. I think there are some like trans scholars who say that you perform your gender. This is not a universally agreed upon thing, even among trans people. All right. So not inherently. You might want to have uh, big bobos and long hair and wear dresses because it it reflects. It makes you feel the most comfortable. That's where you feel the most like expressive. However, you can still like perpetuate harmful stereotypes in, in a way so no i don't think that the act of doing that is harming cis women in whatsoever the goal like so when we talk about like like anti-woke types talk about like we're attacking femininity no we're, atta we're attacking the expectation and uh of like gender roles right so you can still be the prettiest lady or the most masculine dude in fact i encourage you to be the most masculine dude uh, that you want to be and then and, and yeah um the 
what we're trying to get rid of is the expectation, the the removal of morality from conforming to those things, including within your own gender identity. You got it. And Insect Facet says, for both, in general, if two people disagree whether a statement is bigoted, what is the accepted and unbiased procedure for deciding who is right? Uh, use the most common dictionary definition of the word and see if it fits. Uh, there is none. There is no. There, you are not going to have any sort of like unbiased like claim for, towards morality or towards like a like a, a declaration of harm or declaration of bias. Right? There's no such like. How can we have an unbiased like examination of what constitutes bias when it comes to like non-empirical statements or non-empirical like uh, physical statements? You can't. All right. I think it's better in general to default uh, to the person who is more in line with the identity being discussed with the uh, majority of their opinions. Not always, but I think it's better to default to that unless convinced otherwise. You got it. And with that, want to say thanks everybody for your questions. Thanks to T-Jump and Jangles who are linked in the description, folks. That includes if you're listening via the Modern Day Debate podcast. Folks, we are pumped. If you didn't know, if you've been living in a cave on Mars with your fingers in your ears, Modern Day Debate is available on your favorite podcast right now. And so we're going to get this debate up within 12 hours is the goal. We want to start getting our debates up within 12 hours of the actual stream so you can listen to them all on the go. And our guests are going to be linked there as well. So with that, Tom Jangles, it's been a true pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jangles, as always. Pleasure. Juicy. And folks, I will be back in just a moment giving you a quick update on upcoming debates such as this one this coming Saturday with Matt Dillahunty and Christian apologist Kenny Rhodes on whether or not there is good evidence for God. You don't want to miss it, folks. It's going to be tremendous. So we'll be right back in just a moment with that as well as other upcoming debates. Thanks, everybody, and stick around. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.